I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 188 for the weekend starting 25 August 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, Telcom's lit zero-rated streaming data. Was this week HTC on the chopping block, and the next iPhone may set you back a thousand dollars. That is crazy. I guess it's Friday and it means time to talk tech. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? Before we talk about that $1,000 iPhone rumoured... I'm uh, sweating already. <laughs> it's <but> crazy. <laughs> are you going to buy it? Uh, no, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to all of that, though, let's, let's do our quiz. Do you want to do the first question? Sure. sure. The uh, first question in this week's quiz. The Nasdaq share price broke through which important milestone this week? The second question. How much data did Vodacom give to customers affected this, by this week's disappearing data glitch? And for a bonus point, how many days was the free data active for? Hmm. I wouldn't be very happy with that one. Uh, the third question, which black-owned company wants to put the brakes on Celsi recapitalization? DSTV has rebranded its extra bouquet. What's it now called? And the final question, which Samsung executive was this week sentenced to five years in jail over a bribery scandal? Ouch. Not good. We'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show, as we always do. But uh, let's get into the news. And there was one story dominating things this week, Rechart, and that was the very interesting announcement out of uh, Telcom, mm, which yeah. is really starting to look like the most innovative player in this market. Yeah, where did that come from? Who would have thought Telcom would be such an innovative player in South Africa? Yeah. So lit. It's lit. Uh, it's a popular phrase, I guess. Slang. Slang, yeah. Uh, meaning, the millennials. Meaning it's hot, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so Telcom Lit it is, and uh, what it is in effect is they are zero rating streaming music and streaming video on their network. That's fantastic. Uh, it's not everyone who gets not it. So, yeah, yeah. so the, on the mobile side of things, uh, it's if you're on a two gigabyte, which is a sm- small package, two gigabyte uh, free me plan, uh, you get unlimited audio streaming. And if you're on the 5 gigabyte freemium plan, which costs, by the way, 299 rand a month, you get unlimited streaming of audio and video uh, from selected content partners, which include Netflix and Showmax. Now, that is, that is big. Netflix, yeah, Showmax. Now, there are a few caveats, uh, as you'd expect for something like this. Um, on the freemium plans, you can only stream at 360p. Which okay, is so that's a bit, little bit, but yeah, it's on a phone that's fine. Yes, it's, it's if you've got a high-end phone, sure, you're going to yeah, notice yeah. a quality degradation. Uh, but you know, the mo- I would say the majority of, of phones. Well, it's a fact. The majority of phones in this market are mid-range to low-end Android phones, yeah. and those screens aren't high-res to begin those with. Those are not high-res screens. Uh, very few of them are, anyway. Mm. Uh, so you're probably not going to really notice a difference if you're streaming in. You're probably only going to be able to be get a, a 360 or similar type experience on those so you're devices. Paying for the data, so it means you yeah. can watch a lot of content. So 299 rand a month. That gives you. I, work, I had a look at the package. 299 rand. You pay. You get five gigs of data. You get a thousand minutes of on-net phone calls. Sure. Yeah. And you now get unlimited. Uh, 
um, streaming of video and audio on these selected content plans, which include on the audio side uh, Apple Music and and Google Play Music. And, and YouTube, I would assume, is also included in the video side of things. YouTube is included which as well. Is massive. That's huge. That is massive. That's massive, yeah. So uh, how it works is uh, if you're on a free me plan that's um, two gig on audio or five gig on, on video and audio or above, uh, then you need to enable this uh, in a USSD menu. So you switch it on, and then video that is streamed from these services will be automatically defaulted to 360p. However, if you want to watch in HD or even 4K, you can. You just switch off the um, option on the USSD menu, okay. and then you can stream in, in HD. But then, of course, you're going to use data, and it's. But not if you're on Wi-Fi, I would assume it's going to stream higher res because Wi-Fi would your app would recognize Wi-Fi and set the data differently. I don't know the answer to that question. I would assume so. Mm. I would assume so. Either way, I mean, I wouldn't mm. complain too much yeah. if I get free YouTube access. Yeah, and that's too. It's, it's absolutely massive. What I wish they would do, and I actually tweeted them this yesterday, uh, no response from <laughs> at TelcomZA on Twitter, but what I would love them to do because it would have a huge impact on us and on the podcasting community more broadly is if they were to include popular podcasting apps as part of the oh, yes. deal. Yeah. That, that would be huge. Yes, uh, it, yes. would, it would literally ignite the podcasting market overnight. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, that gives everybody a, a reason to have, you know, you can reach everybody because you know, you'll, you'll obviously popularize these platforms too among those mm. guys that would normally not consume yes. this kind of media. Yeah. So, um, yeah. no, it, it, would, it, makes, it, it would be fantastic if they did that. Um, and I'd love to see the other networks doing it as well. But uh, uh, next time I um, run into one of the telecoms executives, I'll be, uh, yeah, first question. I'll be agitating for it um, because I think it would be fantastic to, do, to, to have that. And, and why keep it to uh, a particular set of um, streaming providers? Um, in fact, you'd be hope helping uh, local uh, content producers a lot more if you were to zero-rate podcasts. Definitely. Now, what I like about this uh, as well is, is the fact that I think uh, um, zero-rating anything is it's kind of the ultimate step, right? If, if you're a service provider and you're mm. saying, okay, I'm putting a stake in the ground for this. Yeah. I'm giving away this service for free. Um, and I would love to see the other guys follow suit. I mean, I think it's going to definitely stir some conversation about, you know, how can how or how are they able to do so? Yes. Um, especially if you, if you I guess, um, uh, go, into convers uh, go into discussions with these various providers and mm. see how best we can uh, address the South African needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'd love to see them do that. But, yeah, what, what does the competition do now? I mean, this has taken what's a very a com already a compelling offering, the Freemi mobile plans, and, and just added this huge amount of value on top of it. I mean, um, South Africans have been reluctant to, to consume video or any sort of multimedia on their phones because they're worried it's going to uh, you know, impact on their cap. Mm -hmm. And sure, that's a bit different on, 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 on Freemi because of the bigger data allocations. But still, you're, you're on a two gig cap um, paying, I don't know what the two gig option is. It's probably one ninety nine. I'm just guessing here. Uh, you're paying one hundred ninety nine a month. You're getting two gigs of data, but now suddenly, you can stream to your heart's content. Internet radio becomes big. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you, you know, it, it it changes the way you think about how you use your mobile device. Exactly, because you don't have that barrier anymore. It's not affecting your your mm. pocket. I'm actually just loading up. Uh, if you did your little jingle in the beginning, I'm loading up YouTube video. I actually want to just. Drop it down to 360 to see the quality just on my okay. iPhone, just yeah. as a test, a kind of relative test. Because I guess 
it is going to be, it's not bad. It is really not bad. I mean, you can, I'm just loading a, a random YouTube video there. Let's have a look. I mean, it's obviously shot in 4K most likely, but mm. it's still That's pretty great. sharp. Um, as long as you've got some, you know, as long as it's not a low res video source, mm. I don't think it would be too much of a problem. No, that's good quality. And again, your audio is still going to come through top quality, which is one of the big problems with low quality video. If you don't have audio to, to good audio to back up low quality video, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a bad experience. If mm. you have good quality audio with bad video, it's, it's a better experience. Mm. Now, YouTube and, and the telecom executives at the launch this week did emphasize this. Uh, you know, YouTube is, is, is huge because it's free. Now you can watch it for free without consuming any data. All those how-to videos. Now you can <laughs> fix anything for free, really. <laughs> Fantastic. So the question is, how do the big competitors respond? Um, because this is going to take market share from uh, if they don't. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but they're in, they're, I think you know, Vodacom in particular is in a tough spot because they don't have enough spectrum. They've got so many customers on their network. They haven't been able to get access to new spectrum for years. Uh, I don't know if they can actually offer something like this without their network being Im impacted. Yeah, I mean, if their network by user base starts, you know, upping their their, mm. their streaming, it's going to impact it's going to impact a lot of customers on the Vodacom side. Yeah. I guess on on any of the big operators would really get impacted. I mean, Vodacom's got something like this. I forget what what it's called, but you can use data between midnight and six a.m. or something. Uh, we even schedule downloads and then watch. Um, you know, during the yes, day. But, but that's far from ideal. It's not practical. It's not really practical. You, if you see a piece of content, you want to watch it now. You don't want to say, oh, okay, let me schedule that for download yeah, and I'll watch yeah. it tomorrow. It's so, instant on-demand gratification. That's mm -hmm. what we, we want. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget YouTube also got a very strong music library. So, mm -hmm. I mean, now you'll be able to plug your music, your YouTube uh, YouTube playing app mm -hmm. into any music source and you got you know, a free music, music service. You don't even have to pay for a mm -hmm. subscription to anything even though you have to contend with the ads. But, I mean, that's, I think, for most consumers in South Africa who who who's in that position where data is, um, you know, it's, it's a, they don't always have money for data or it's, mm -hmm. data is a thing that they have to relinquish if they want to spend money on something else. No, mm -hmm. it's not, not that anymore. Mm -hmm. We'd like to see what's going to happen from here. It's certainly going to, to stir a lot of things up. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a very aggressive move by Telcom. Uh, and uh, we've already seen the, uh, it in the numbers. I mean, they've, um, I think Vodacom has taken market share from its rivals, but the only other operator that's been taking market share, and I think they've been the most successful at taking market share in the last year, is Telcom. The other two operators have been losing market share. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 difficult to see how the co competition, um, co you know, it's hard to see them not responding to this. Yeah, in you some can't way. ignore this. Mm. They can't ignore this. Yeah. I think if you are with any other operator, you should ask your operator, where's my free <laughs> <laughs> zero-rated services? Yeah. I certainly would do that. So this isn't the only thing they announced. They also announced um, this is also going to be available to um, to fixed-line users. Um, obviously, if you're on uncapped, it doesn't really mean anything. But yeah. you can uh, now uh, also buy or, or get a uh, something called a Telcom Lit TVC100. This is an Android media box. Uh, that uh, turns your TV into a smart TV um, and will support all of the content partners. So uh, we're looking at Showmax, Netflix, YouTube. Uh, it's going to have access to Google Play services, so you can get apps on it. And that'll be zero rate, I assume? Yes, I think so. Uh, Google Play Music, uh, Apple Music, and Simfy Africa. 
And those are all the services that we use, literally. Deezer <laughs> yeah. wow. is missing on the music side, and I noticed, and so is Amazon Prime Video on the video side. Uh, I wonder if Telcom mm. just didn't speak to them or whether they declined to participate. Well, maybe it's in the works. But look, I guess, you know, even moving from a good service like Deezer to another service, if you have to, if you get it for free, it's it's mm. a non-issue, yeah. I think. Yeah. But the box is interesting. So Telcom effectively without becoming a content provider has now become an important player in the content provider space because it's the gateway now mm. for so many people. Without for free. getting into the content business itself, with, which it tried to do a few years ago with Telcom, what is it called? Telcom Media, Media yeah, yeah. which was a complete and utter disaster. Um, none, none of the operators want to really get into that content space because it's a space they don't understand. Mm. Uh, so they're doing it quite. It's quite smart. Quite, it's quite smart. You now, say, sorry, I'm looking forward to playing with this box because Telcom yeah. says that it has uh, intelligence built into it that will allow you to search for a piece of content, and it'll then um, search through all of the services and then pop up the options on the screen. On the ones that are supported, so you get the free. Yes, free version. No, no, of no, no. So the, the 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 services that are that are part of this network. So Showmax, Netflix, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a search, it'll find all the pieces of content from those networks. Oh, mm. oh wow. So it's going to aggregate. It'll aggregate content, nice. yeah. Which is very clever. Um, I'd like to see how it works in practice. Uh, but uh, it, sounds, it sounds like um, it's going to be an interesting box. Yeah, obviously, keeping in mind the limitation of 360, I don't know how it's going to stream uh, resolution-wise through the box if it's free. Hmm. No, no, the a box is not limited to 360. Oh, isn't it? No. Oh. It's... Um, but you'll be connected to your what to your but this is meant fiber for or DSL your fiber or fixed LTE. It's not so data is again it's not really relevant there either. I guess I, I guess most most of us have uncapped, got uncapped yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're un- uncapped, it's pretty irrelevant. Um, so yeah, it's called the TVC100. I must get some specs on that. It'd be interesting to see exactly what it is. Uh, it supports Chromecast, uh, which I nice. Suppose is That's quite quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, cast from your mobile device, which yeah. is fantastic. And Chromecast works on iOS as well? Yes. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. So you can cast from iOS and from... from yeah, because it's, it's, it's in the app. Yeah. yeah. So you can cast from your iPad or your iPhone plus yeah. any Android device. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's very cool, actually. Um, so you can be sitting on the couch and... Oh, hey, check the, what I found on my phone. Just push it to the yeah, TV. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can watch something free on your phone and then cast it to your, yeah. your landline. Let me just read this out of interest. This is um, lit. It's, so they've got lit music, lit video, and then lit TV. Uh, lit TV allows for the streaming of shows, movies, and music at home without depleting data. Customers will receive a, receive a free tel- a Telcom Lit TV 100B media box when they sign up for Telcom's unlimited home 8 or 10 megabit per second ADSL and fiber offerings, as well as customers signing up for smart broadband wireless 50 and 100 gigabyte package promotions. Uh, I think that's their LTE plan. Mm. Uh, the offer is also available to existing customers upgrading to unlimited home 8, 10 megabit ADSL and fiber offerings. I presume this will work on foster offerings as well. They don't explicitly state it. No, it says and fiber, so I would assume mm, it's everything. Yeah. Uh, the box can also be bought for 1,099 Rand or 49 Rand 99 a month over 24 months. Uh, these services are automatically included for telecom subscribers of select free me packages. Interesting. So you can now buy a monitor without getting an SABC TV license, plug in one of these, and then you essentially have all-you-can-eat 
media content Although without streaming a, without a need for a TV license without a need for a TV mm. license because you don't Same. need a tuner you don't need a tuner yeah yeah so we're up I'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this sounds great and I, I really think it's a great move yeah. and yeah it's, no, nice it's fantastic. To see. It's fantastic. It's um, it's amazing to see a former monopoly innovating like this in the market. Yeah, and actually, you know, mm. consumers winning for yeah. once. Mm. I think. I mean, I think we discussed this in our our last podcast when Andrew was here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 telecom that's become innovative, and it's the big incumbent mobile operators that are actually behaving more like the old telecom. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, telecom learned to be very agile. Yeah. Um, and I think the other guys can only learn from this. But I yeah. guess if you're a certain size corporate. Being agile becomes very difficult, yes, because you have to answer to other shareholders, and yeah. uh, I guess your network doesn't always support these kind of innovative mm. things. We've come a long way. I still remember when DSL was launched. Uh, I think it was mm. six hundred and eighty bucks a month, mm-hmm. and you had a three gig cap. And if you used up your cap, you were cut off. Yeah, no more for you. No <laughs> more data. Done. <laughs> Oh man! And then we then we slowly over the years started getting Ccom. I remember that to me was a big eye. Ccom was huge. That was in twenty two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Yes, somewhere around there. And then yeah, that that started changing. DSL started getting a bit cheaper. That changed the market because Mweb. Remember Mweb came in with uncapped. They. They came from left field. No one was expecting it. Oh, the uncapped DSL. Rudy Janssen was running MWeb at the time. Yes. And uh, they dropped a bomb on the market. Everyone had these little caps on their DSL. <laughs> MWeb said, this isn't no. working. Let's go uncapped. And they did it because I think they were able to do it because Ccom launched. And they had, and yeah, they had a lot of bandwidth. I remember mm. I was speaking to somebody at the time, and they mm. had massive amounts of bandwidth mm. that they could play with. And then the whole market went uncapped. Yeah. yeah, it just shows you. So next year we're going to have a conversation about uh, zero-rated services. Everybody's going to have data for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mark this podcast and we will check back uh, next yeah. year and see. Yeah. The, pro- the problem is I don't think Vodacom can do it. I don't think they have the spectrum to be able to do something like this. Because imagine if all of their customers suddenly had free streaming on their phones. It would kill them. I mean, this. I, I presume Telecom's actually done proper network testing and, and done the analysis that it needs to do to ensure that its network doesn't fall over because of this. Um, they must have done the network planning. They've got some very smart oh, net, net, network guys, network engineers in that open service division that builds their mobile network. Um, so they must have done it. They've got a much smaller customer base than, uh, than Vodacom. Um, MTN may be in a stronger position. They've invested a lot of money in their network in recent years, uh, in, particularly in, in densifying their network. You drive around the suburbs here, yeah. you'll see those street poles, lampposts um, all over the place. Uh, that, that's mostly MTN, as, a, as far yeah, as I understand. Yeah. So they've densified their network a lot. So they may be in a better position to respond to this. Uh, Cell C, um, you know, they've got a smaller customer base, they're the third mm-hmm. biggest, so they may also be able to do something. But Vodacom's the one that's uh, in a in a in a tight spot here. Yeah, yeah. As you're rating, a few years ago, I remember uh, speaking to some industry experts or industry people um, about zero rating, and it mm. was a taboo subject. Why would you give away? Why would you zero rate anything? Mm. I mean, it was, and it's fascinating to see how far we come just because of competition and yeah. Yeah. getting getting the user, getting the DARPU. Yeah. So, well done to Telcom. Uh, they are really are shaking up this market. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, have you, are you considering moving to them at all? Or was it, uh, are you still happy? No, not, not really. I mean, it's, it's very enticing, I guess. Mm. But What keeps you where you are? 
uh, a contract, I think. <laughs> oh, right, you're paying. My phone contract, oh, yeah, I I'm see. still unfortunately one of those. Uh, okay. But I mean, I, I guess I've come to live with it. I mean, I've got, I know the amount of data I use, I've, you know, so yeah. I've got, a, I think, a five gig uh, AfriHost um, data plan, yeah, which yeah. serves me well. I've got uncapped everywhere else, really. I've got fiber at home, fiber at the office. It's true. If, you, if you've um, got uncapped fiber at home, you've got a job, you're working in a Wi-Fi environment, you don't... You don't need a lot of mobile data. No, Five don't. gigs is enough. Five more gigs than enough. Is, is enough. More than enough. Uh, but if you're a consumer who doesn't have Wi-Fi at home, if that's your main source of connectivity, yeah, or your only source of connectivity, source, this is this is no, this is huge. This is massive. This is huge. Because now you can watch. You now you have an alternative to the SABC. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I can I can certainly see my housekeeper, my gardener. I can get them onto these packages and they can stream all the content they want for mm. free now, which mm. something before we used to get them airtime for, for whatever they needed, you know, it's, it's, it's changing so many things, you know, I think, yeah. and it's, it's for the part of the population that it really matters that mm. it's changing a lot, which mm. is. And 299 rand a month, uh, you know, sure at the, at the bottom end of the market, that's still a lot of money, uh, but in the massive middle market, um, 299 rand a month is an acceptable amount of money, especially for when you're getting all of this sort of oh, yeah. value oh, yeah. added. No, at some point, I mean, how much is your data? Going? Your data is certainly going to uh, cost a lot more if you if you work it out how much is it gig, two, mm. three, four gigs are going to cost you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's launching on the 1st of September, the uh, video and audio uh, offerings, and then the lit TV Offering with the set of boxes launching later in September. Um, they say it's part of the, the launch of their summer campaign. Whatever. Time for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Summer <laughs> campaign. I'll buy lots of our stuff for Christmas, please. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that box. I think that's going to be an interesting one as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see exactly what they've built into it and who's built it. And, uh, um, you know, a lot, there are a lot of these Android media boxes in the market, and a lot of them are crap. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> but there are also some good ones. There are some good ones. And um, the, the thing with these Android boxes is you spec them correctly, and that's easy to do. From China, mm. you just say, I want these components in it. I think the more difficult part is making sure that the, the operating system experience, the software layer on top of Android on your TV is nice. Yes. Uh, not, you know... Not some something made by the manufacturer. Yeah, in not China. the default manufacturer no, skin. You no. want something a little bit more customized. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I wonder, and I also wonder how locked down this uh, box is going to be. I mean, would, will you be able to? I mean, Android is very customizable. Um, are, are you going to be forced to use whatever software Telcom has built on top of this box, or can you mm. customize this thing to your heart's content? Uh, all these are questions that still need to be answered. Are we going to have a fun time playing then? That's for mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think as long as they do those check, checks mm. and make sure that it's a it's a tight experience, mm. you know, it can't be sloppy, it can't mm. be a sloppy Android experience. Yeah, that could, could be a good one. Yeah. 1,099 Rand suggests it's not going to be the cheapest, nastiest um, box, because I think the cheapest ones are about, what, four, five hundred yeah, Rand. Yeah. Um, it's certainly coming in well below the Apple TV. I'm not sure how much Apple TV costs these days, but I think it's in about the region of about yeah. three, three and a half thousand. I was going to say three, yeah. Um, so it's about a third of an Apple TV. I mean, Apple TV is a bit of a Rolls-Royce solution. Um, yeah, it is. Um, and then, definitely want a big screen TV with your Apple TV. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, this is designed for big screens. So presumably it supports full HD. Um, yes. Um, I doubt it supports 4K. Probably. Highly not. unlikely. But 1080p would be fine. 1080p is fine, yeah. yeah. My TV is still a 720p TV. Mm. So, I mean, uh, 
Yeah, and let's be honest, people buying 4K TVs are probably not going to be buying this box. Yeah, exactly. No, no, they are the, the Apple TV audiences. Yeah. Uh, or above. Uh, yes, yes. Mac minis or connecting sure, a full-blown sure. PC to the TV or other solutions yeah, like yeah. that. I'm just looking at the Apple TV, 64 gig is about 3699. So oh, it's quite pricey. It is quite pricey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use at home, by the way? A grilled notebook plugged into my TV. Oh, right. Because yeah. I want the storage space to, you know, yeah. I, I, when I... You know, when I store a lot of the videos and movies mm. and mu music, uh, mm. I need space, you know. Because you can you download for offline play with mm. iTunes um, and all these streaming services. It's handy just to have it there. Mm. Oh, so you use your MacBook? No, no, I've got a separate notebook, a separate old notebook. A a Windows, Windows, oh, Windows, 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 Windows. Okay. Um, yeah, just fine. HDMI out into the HDMI, TV. HDMI, and I've got a separate iPod, uh, the original uh, Apple speaker that is my main speaker in my living room, which is still more than sufficient and yeah. very loud. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have a computer. It's nice to have a, I agree. a working computer attached mm. to your TV. I repurposed an old um, Windows PC, desktop PC. It's running Windows 10. Uh, it's it's quite a nice machine still. It's got a Core i7 processor, but a nice. much older generation. Uh, attached to that, I've got four terabytes of external storage. Fantastic. Uh, where I store my Creative Commons yes. uh, materials like you know Wikipedia and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help love. Actually, I hardly use it anymore. I stream, I stream Netflix and Showmax and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's, and then I have a little Microsoft. I think it's called a Microsoft Sculpt. It's a small little Microsoft Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, I've got the same little and, thing. Yeah, yeah, and a little, little Logitech wireless mouse. And um, it's so handy. You just keep the, the little keyboard and mouse it on the coffee table. Just mm, put them on your yeah. lap. In Windows, you can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm sitting in front of my TV and I, you know, I get bored of watching. I don't know whatever I'm watching on Netflix or whatever. I just fire up a web browser and read the news. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, like I do the same. I I would often use it for YouTube and I just open the browser and I've I've got it running. Yeah. I've got everything at my fingertips. What's really nice about Chrome is you can create um, uh, web apps. Uh, I think they, I'm not sure what, you, what they call them, um, but you can create shortcuts of web pages as apps. Yes, in Windows. Yes, yes. Um, so then you can add them to the um, task tray in Windows, and or the task bar, whatever it's called. Task bar. Task bar. Yeah. As icons, so they look like apps. So uh, you can have a YouTube icon and a Showmax icon and nice, a nice. Uh, Plex icon and a uh, Amazon Prime icon, whatever services you subscribe to or use. Mm. And then you want to watch that, you just click it as, an, as if it's an application, but it's actually firing up a Chrome window. Nice, yeah, that's very handy. I actually don't use it for that. Um, I just use it the old-fashioned way, but I'm yeah. just actually looking into it. But yeah. that computer is due for a format and a reinstall, okay. I think. Yeah, so when I you, yeah, when you're in Chrome... Um, just go to the, the triple dot menu at the top right of the browser, go scroll down to more tools, and then click add to desktop on the web page that you're on. Oh, yes, I've seen it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. I'm yeah. definitely going to try that out. Yeah, it works very well. Works very well. And then I think Plex is the second, second thing I need to tweak. I've got it installed running, mm. but I'm not really using it as I think uh, I should be using it. I definitely want to open it up and. I was using it a lot more since, since streaming came, but it's so convenient just to fire up Netflix or Showmax or Amazon. And just, oh, what's on today? Yeah. Right. Play. Obviously, content is limited. So I find for a lot of movies, uh, obviously, I would yeah. use Plex. Or it's not that limited, stuff. though. Hey? It's not that limited anymore. The, con the range of content on there is pretty good. But yeah, the latest movies. Well, I've seen many of those yeah. things, which is what I'm saying, especially the newer movies, you know, yeah. or yeah. You know, the stuff that you can't find on streaming. Yeah. You might want to look on YouTube for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take an ad break at that point before we say something we shouldn't. We really have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. 
we're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Running a business keeps you on your toes. Wouldn't it be great if your internet connection could keep up? Introducing Business Class Fiber from Vox. It's super fast, reliable, and highly cost-effective. You get unlimited calls to all SA destinations, and it's scalable. So no matter the size of your business, you've still got room to grow. Get connected with Business Class Fiber from Vox and see what super fast internet really means. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehart? How's it, Duncan? Good, thanks. So, HTC, uh, I know you have a fondness for them. Uh, yeah, I do. They've, um, it appears that they are putting themselves up for sale. Uh, this company's been around for a very long time. They started out, I think, selling Windows mobile phones. Uh, they were the, one of the original makers of Windows phones. Yeah, the iMate days and even before. iMate was a spin-off of HTC. iMate was a spin-off. It was a breakaway, in a way. Those iMate devices. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you're right. They made for Windows, for Microsoft. They made the, 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 there was a phone called the Joey and I think the, the Look, this uh, is a long time uh, ago. Windows now. SP3, I think it was. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure somebody can correct us, but uh, yeah, they used to make HTC Windows Mobile Service Pack Three. That rings the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a there was a uh, an iMate Windows phone. It was my I think it was my first smartphone actually. Uh, it was running Windows Mobile. I loved that little thing. It was a tiny little thing. It looked like a little Nokia feature phone, but it had a big screen and it was and it ran Windows. Um, Is that that's the SP3 I'm talking about? Let me just. I'm it was the it. SP3. The phone was called the SP3. I made yeah, it kind of looks like that. I'm just uh, yeah, that's the fan. That was fantastic. Mm. Pre-apps, but Windows. I mean, you can mm. install software on the thing yeah. if you could find ran software. In, <laughs> ran Internet Exploder. Exploder, oh, yeah, um, fantastic. And you could browse the internet and get your email on it. Uh, um, it was, uh, I think, it was around the time that BlackBerry was really starting to take off. Uh, I never really got into the BlackBerry thing. Um, yeah, neither. I was uh, the iMate user back mm, then, the Windows yeah. phone user. It felt pretty powerful. And from there it developed and you had things like, remember the I Compact iPack? Oh, that was a beautiful thing <laughs> in its day. In its day, with the little stylus that came out and you clicked the screen. It was so frustrating because you could never type properly on that screen. But it's the first time you could actually customize a phone to some way because yeah. it had all this functionality. Yeah. yeah. Back then it looked like Windows was, a, Microsoft was really going to take Dominate, them. Dominate, yeah. But yeah. they completely screwed it up. I remember one year, Sun City was a tech ed. What was the Microsoft tech, tech, ed, tech yeah. eds when they hired them out and you could walk around with the, with the iPad, mm. Wi-Fi. It was the most amazing thing. I could have a connected device in my hand, mm. a full screen. I could. It was a good browsing experience. Like you said, we thought they were going to go places and it mm. shows you they didn't. They, they didn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then just to um, make things worse, they, they bought Nokia uh, just as the thing was dying. Yeah, that wasn't a clever. Although it could be argued that Microsoft killed them. Yeah, I think that's probably a more accurate reflection. <laughs> Kill the competition. Anyway, how did we start talking about Microsoft? We were actually talking HTC. about HTC. Oh, HTC, yeah. So they started life as, uh, as a Windows phone maker, and they've since become a, you know, they became never a significant player, but they became a meaningful player, let me call it that. Meaningful contributor to the industry. And I think in the, the quality, the build mm. quality of the device has always been, in my opinion, superior to so many others. Yeah. I've always, I've always liked them. Uh, 
the battery life has always been an issue with the HTC. Uh, mm. But my first Android phone was an HTC. It was an HTC Desire. Also a beautiful phone. Um, I got that phone got stolen from me at gunpoint. Um, I was really annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah, but um, it uh, it was uh, it was a lovely f- phone. But yeah, I mean, battery life of four hours and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was early Android. It was, I think, it was Eclair, Android Eclair. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, mm. I think that was twenty so about six years ago. Six or ten. Seven. I was going to say twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, maybe. somewhere around there. When did Android come out? About two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, I think it was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Um, but I, I don't think it really took off here until two thousand nine, two thousand ten. And HTC was the brand to get in those days. Uh, and they've always kind of hung in there. Uh, as Samsung has risen, later as Huawei has risen, uh, and, and of course the rise of all the Chinese um, smartphone makers, Sony. Uh, Sony's in a kind of a similar position in that they've never really been big in smartphones, but mm. they've also got a loyal fan base. Uh, and HTC's kind of been like that. You know, people, if people have used them, they, they tend to consider going back to HTC for the next model. But they've never, they've never been able to They've never been able to take the fight to the big guys and really... I mean, Samsung, I think, has, has, has drowned them in many yeah, ways. Yeah, Samsung, they used, they used to be... They had everything over Samsung mm. at one point. Yeah. And Samsung just seemed to take things in a different direction. Now, I always thought that HTC's problem was they produced too many phones in their ranges. It just felt like there were, there were so many things, and they did stuff like that Facebook HTC Cha-Cha, which was... A weird direction to go in, you know, a very niche thing to do. It just seems like they made some Cha-cha. wrong decisions. Yeah, yeah. The HTC Touch. I remember that. It was a great little device. So mm. I think my dad still uses the one that I had, um, and he loves it for some reason. He likes the keyboard, but yeah, just. But with Samsung releasing so many ranges as well, you can't. It's not. It wasn't. That wasn't the case. Clearly, there was something. They else. had to focus, which they've done. Um, I mean, they they did. They narrowed their. They yeah, narrowed the their phones significantly. significantly, and they really only, f- I mean, they were focusing on that, um, on a mid-range device and a high-end device, uh, the HTC, and they made great, great phones. I haven't used the HTC 10 or 11, yeah. but I did use the uh, the 1M8 and the 1M9, and both of those were fantastic phones. Yes, they were. Again, they were battery great. life a little on the poor side, but apart from that, they were really, not really nice to, uh, devices. And also one of the ones that stood out for me, if we know that we are reminiscing on HTC, was their 3D Evo, which was I didn't a remember phenomenal that. phone. It had dual cameras. It was able to take um, 3D photographs that the screen, the screen was this weird, th- uh, it actually could display 3D. So as you move the phone around, you have this depth in the photograph. I never came across that phone. I'm sure if I show you a photograph, you'll see it. I don't. Th- I think it was launched in minimal batches. Yeah, it was right. a little pricey. I, okay. I wish I still had mine. I gave it to my brother, and he uh, lost it. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> got stolen or something. But that was such an innovative. But it was bef- before before 3D was even a thing. I mean, it was a very odd release to do that early on. Mm. But yeah, that just didn't was enough. wasn't enough for them. I've just remembered. It wasn't the desire that was stolen from me. It was the HTC Sensation. Sensation. That yeah, was a, that was that a beautiful was a great phone. phone. Yeah, that was a major leap forward at the time. I mean, today it would look completely and horribly dated. But uh, yes and no. I mean, if you look at at the time, many many phones were square, mm-hmm. and they were the fir- one of the first ones to go to this really slick. It had this very nice flat face on top, yes. and this rounded body at the back. Mm. Mm. I think that's similar to the original iPhone in a way. Yeah, yeah, mm. but I th- it was thin as well. It was thin, yeah. Oh, that was a nice phone. 
So, yeah, HTC, they've um, Bloomberg reporting that they are uh, exploring options, and I'm quoting here, that could range from separating its virtual reality business to a full sale of the company. Uh, the Taiwanese firm is working with an advisor as it considers bringing in a strategic investor or selling or spinning off its Vive virtual reality headset mm. business, the people said. And the report's saying that uh, it's actually the, uh, the VR business that's the valuable component now inside HTC, uh, suggesting that even Google may be interested in buying it. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm. But now you have to ask the question, is it the company that lost focus between these two technologies, cell phones and um, augmented reality or virtual reality? And that's what led to this. And I, mm-hmm. But you know, having having worked with them for a few years, I've always maintained that it's even even looking at them from the inside, there was it just didn't run as smoothly as what it should, and there was it just seemed more difficult to do certain things, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to the phones and getting it to the market. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was it was uh, not ideal, and you, you can almost see why they couldn't become this big player. You know, they just weren't agile enough back at the time, especially mm. in the South African context. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a marketing issue. Uh, they just didn't have... I mean, Samsung, you look at, look, at, look at Samsung when it launches a phone. It just blankets the planet. Dominates, yeah. It dominates. It's got in every channel. It's got in every operator. It's on the ground. It's everywhere. Hard to compete with that. Especially if you're a small player like HTC. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. one of the things, and now that you mentioned that that, that Samsung did uh, early on as well, that I think killed a lot of what HTC was trying to do, not just globally in South Africa too, was that service and repair aspect. Mm. Samsung came in with free screen replacement. Uh, you could take your phone into a local support center and they would fix it for you. I mean, they really did a very sharp job on mm. after-sale service. And very few, very few companies that. You know, cell phone manufacturers were able to to compete with that. Not even the big brands at the time mm. offered one or two. I don't think anybody still does one or two free screen replacements. I mean, Samsung, I think, has backed out of that quite a lot uh, since they introduced sure, it. Sure, but I mean, that, that was one of the things it that was, got yeah. people to convert. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that was more aimed at uh, luring people away from the iPhone. Um, well, yeah. Mm. But um, no, it, it would have had an impact on that, uh, that high-end Android market. And certainly HTC plays in that high-end Android market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's also interesting about HTC, of course, is that they make the Pixel. Yes. Which is Google's uh, smartphone, which is priced to compete with the iPhone. It shows you. They've got the manufacturing capabilities. And I mean, they've got all the stuff that makes them a really mm. potentially tough contender, but mm. there's something that was missing. It's always something that was missing mm. to make, t- to bolster them as a brand. Yeah. It's very sad because I love them. It's still one of my favorite brands. But yeah. I mm. haven't seen a worthy phone to upgrade to in a few years now. Yeah. So where do you go? Yeah, I must say, I haven't seen anything from HTC in, in a couple of years now that really stands out. Uh, you know, but it's, yeah, I mean, when you're competing with the Galaxy S8, you've, you've, yeah. you've really got to do something amazing. Uh, yeah, Samsung really has managed to capture the imagination or capture the attention mm-hmm. of people that want really good handheld tech. Yeah, and of course, we'll talk about the latest Samsung phone in just a moment. Uh, so the talk is that Google may buy it. Google may be interested in their virtual reality business. Um, you know whether they'll sell, they'll sell that separately. Uh, what would be left if if they if they do buy the Vive handsets? Uh, sorry, a VR system. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how does that mobile business continue to compete? Or does does do does Google do a Microsoft and you know get into the hardware game? Yeah. Look, I mean that would certainly be the I think the best option for Google if they were thinking of that, considering they've. HTC has developed some of the most iconic phones in mm. smartphone history, I guess, or made some of those milestones. And they've done a few really good 
Google original phones. The yeah. Nexus was another one. Oh, they the did Nexus. some of them, yeah. Um, it would be a clever move, but I don't know if it's in Google's interest to go that deep. But today, you know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, th- there was research out from Gartner earlier this week saying that Android now has 87.7% market share. That all, uh, that rather me clarifies. Uh, of all the phones sold to end users in the second quarter of this year, 87.7% of them are in Android. Wow. Uh, so they're not in the same position as Microsoft, which was kind of desperate to save Windows on mobile. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they don't need to save Android. Android has won the war. Exactly. Uh, so you know, do they really need to buy a hardware manufacturer? And how do you how do you how do you deal with your existing uh, client base of Android manufacturers, phone manufacturers, if you have your own brand competing in that space? Yeah. Well, they do in essence with the Pixel, and but it's limited. And but it's, it's more expensive. of a it's more of a reference design for the rest of the market, uh, much like Microsoft's Surface products. Uh, well, they, they, they sell them actively in the market, but. I think the market sees them more of a re- as a reference design. This is what you can do. Well, we, we we've seen with Apple that people do have money and appetite. Well, I see with I guess with the new Note 8 as well. But people have an appetite for expensive devices. And if yeah. Google can, let's let's say Google buys uh, HTC and they have one or two reference designs that they that's their own. They push out into the market, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they do. I could see it could work because there are techies like us and and I guess early adopters and high end users that would want that. Do they need to own the hardware company though? I mean, no, they don't. But I mean, if if a company, I mean, HTC's got good manufacturing capabilities, so if everything is there, it's just a matter of you know mm. slapping a different name on there, perhaps. Or mm. I could see why they want their VR business, but I don't see the phone side of it. I honestly don't. Um, but maybe and maybe a, uh, a you know maybe a. a, a suitor will come from left field. The Bloomberg story uh, suggested that um, there may be some interest from companies like Tencent and that maybe Alibaba. Interesting. Mm. It, if somebody buys HTC that comes from a low base or doesn't have necessarily the right manufacturing but they've got the, the wits and the clever ideas to create a beautiful smartphone or a great mm. smartphone, you know, mm. buying an HTC manufacturing plant or buying that company, having that capability at your fingertips could catapult at first glance, player. Tencent looks like an obvious candidate. I mean, they're massive in China on phones. They, uh, I mean, they're the biggest internet company in China. Mm. They, uh, they've got, if not over a billion users, very close to a billion users on um, the Chinese equivalent of WeChat, which I think is called WeShin or something, WeShin. Uh, and um, they... So they're absolutely massive. If you're a Chinese smartphone user, you're using Tencent services. Uh, so is there an opportunity there to sell hardware as well? Um, you know, certainly there's a lot of loyalty towards the Tencent brand that they could take advantage of to, to, to turn HTC into a huge seller in the Chinese market. But then again, they're coming up against another, a number of homegrown Chinese brands who are also you know, mm-hmm. pretty good. Oppo, Vivo, Huawei... Um, going to say Lenovo, but not really. Um, what's the other one? Um, distributed here through through the, well, not through not Core, but uh, what's that other? Not channel? talking about Motorola. No, no, that that's owned by now, owned by Lenovo. I'm talking about that other one. Uh, RJ van Spandonk is heading it up. Mobile in Africa. Um, the name has completely yeah, slipped no, my mind. Is that something mate or? No. Uh, no, it, it'll come back to me. It's going to bother me now until, <laughs> until it does come back to me. Um, oh, come, they're a big, uh, they're a big player in the Chinese smartphone market, and uh, Not, uh, they they sell very good mid-range. 
I'm thinking of all the modems I've owned because those brands are all the guys that manufacture. I'm going to have to Google this now. <laughs> the company's called Mobile in Africa. Um, Xiaomi. 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 Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. It's a very easy name to remember. Also a big play in the drone industry these days. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. They've got some really impressive stuff in the pipelines. Interesting. Yeah. I must actually catch up with RJ. They, um, the last time I spoke to him, they were planning to open retail stores all over the place. I just to find out what's happening with that plan. Uh, but they're interesting company, Xiaomi. They, they seem to go through a bit of a dip, but they, um, they've, they seem to be coming back again. Um, They've uh, they, they they make very high quality mid range phones. Mm. Um, uh, really, um, you know, it's it's uh, surprising if you use those phones how good they are. So HTC um, maybe a tie up with Tencent or Alibaba would make sense, but then again, the Chinese market is very competitive. Um, could a company in Silicon Valley buy them or one of the American players? I don't know. Google. I can't think of anyone else. Obvious. You might want to buy a smartphone company. Yeah, I think somebody's going to take you so make use of the opportunity. The person making use of this opportunity is somebody that wants to elevate or really escalate the manufacturing capabilities. Mm. Um, and I think it could surprise us. Yeah, I'm always looking forward to stuff stuff like that. So let's continue talking about phones, but let's jump across to the west coast of the USA, where Apple now has its new spaceship headquarters. Uh, and uh, they're launching a thousand, well, the rumor is that the new iPhone 8, the, the, it's rumored they're going to be three models, mm. uh, possibly an iPhone 7S yes, and yeah. an S Plus, and then the iPhone 8 or iPhone X, as it may be called. There's still some rumors about that in the market. But the rumor is there's the high-end model, which is going to be like the S8, very little bezel, home button disappears, mm. uh, so large screen real estate. The the rumors are that it's going to cost a thousand US dollars. Now, to put this in context, the top end uh, Galaxy S8 Plus, uh, the recommended retail price for that in the US is eight forty nine dollars. So we're looking at hundred and fifty dollars more. The um, the uh, so the S8 Plus here retails for I think it introduced in this market at seventeen four nine nine. So extrapolating that out. Assuming the $1,000 price tag has been reported correctly, the new iPhone is going to cost at least 20,000 rand. Sure, future record is sweating already. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen, right? We've got uh, contracts and we're going to get it on contract. Yeah. I think that's, that's... And your monthly uh, bill will go up. My monthly bill will go up <laughs> a little bit. But... Hey, look, if it's, if it's all there's touted to be, it might be worth it. Mm. But yeah, no, it's, it's actually a ridiculous price. But... Think about how important this piece of technology in your hand has become. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll talk about some of the Note 8 features that I really like, and, and they've managed to make it even more useful, in my opinion, that, that device. Now, if, 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 if Apple can continue that and the, 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 the rumors of the AR um, capabilities are true, I could certainly see that that device would become one of those must-haves, and people can justify it. I will be able to. Justify. I can see the, your, <laughs> I, can, I can see your brain working here. I have to justify to the to the accountant. <laughs> yeah, thousand dollars for a smartphone. But I mean, the, the the rumor is that they want to price it at this level at least initially because uh, there's going to be a shortage of components. They need to build mm. this thing, um, so they can. Um, I would assume that's for the one twenty eight gigabyte model. Maybe the didn't they say that they're going to have a two fifty six two fifty six gigabyte model? Well, they haven't said anything, but. Uh, 
I, I would be surprised if... Uh, I mean, the iPhone 7 still has a 16 gig model, doesn't it? No, I think it's 32 gig. It's the minimum. I don't think that it's 16. Sure? I'll do a quick search and see. I thought it was 16, 64, and 128 on the iPhone 7. I might be wrong. Um, I, w- I would be very surprised if the base model is anything less than 64 on the new one. Yeah, the iPhone 7 base model is 32 gigs. 32, okay. Mm. So the, uh, you'll probably find the the uh, the top-end version of the new iPhone will start at 64, yeah. 128, 256. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. The S8 has uh, 64 gigs, but, but it's got a micro SD. micro SD card, and I think you can add a. I think you can add some ridiculous size card to that, like one yeah, terabyte probably, or something. Probably. And nothing that a firmware update can't fix with future SD cards. Yeah, yeah. But that's still the best way of doing it. I don't understand why mm. Apple is still so against expandable storage. I mean, I guess we know why, but it's you know mm. Samsung again, really doing what their customers want. Know, giving them the features they want. Yeah, like uh, headphone jack. <laughs> <laughs> did you see at the Burn. Did you see at the Note Eight launch? They again said, "Oh, and by the way, we've got an important feature in this phone." <laughs> <laughs> it's now become the standard feature. <laughs> I absolutely love uh, it. Uh, Look, I guess that's going to be another thing it's, you know, to, to to see what Apple, you know, I guess does in that arena. You know. They're not going to bring the 3.5 mil jack, but no, you know, how mean, are they going to up their game? They can't. Why they? Or? It would be a climb down, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to know soon. I mean, the rumor is that it's going to be launched or announced on the 7th of September. So the invites should be going out, uh, if that's the correct date, should be going mm. out in the next few days. Mm. And uh, we're looking forward to some other announcements there. New Apple TV mm. is rumored, for, which will support 4K and HDR playback. Um, what else are we expecting at the at the iPhone announcement? What normally go? They won't do iPads because they did those quite recently. Um, new Might Mac. be a MacBook refresh. Oh, the new iMac I think is uh, due soon, so oh. they may have some more detail on that. Um, new MacBooks? No, I don't think so. But they announced those quite recently. Uh, maybe a new, um, maybe the, maybe something on the MacBook Air because that hasn't. Uh, that hasn't had an update in a while. Unless Apple's planning to phase out the MacBook Air. Well, I can see the MacBook Air iPod uh, are kind of moving close to each other. You know, the, the, the iPad Pros being that machine that you just slap a keyboard on, you've got an iPad, mm. a MacBook Air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, may, maybe something on the, the MacBook Air, yeah, maybe a new MacBook. Um, maybe it'll have a USB port this time. <laughs> but we're all going to buy iPhones, Duncan. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's going to be the only device we all own. I hope you're looking forward to buying that little extra dongle that has the home button on it. <laughs> Your fingerprint scanner. <laughs> it's going to be my favorite accessory. I wonder where they are going to put the fingerprint scanner. I mean, Samsung hasn't been able to put it under the glass. Uh, if Apple's got it right, then that's mm. a big win for them that's over where Samsung. $500 additional price tag is <laughs> coming from. Um, would Apple put the fingerprint scanner on the back of the phone? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not... No, I that actually, surprises with many other. I've been things. using the S8 now for a, a month or two, and uh, I have no problem with the fingerprint scanner on the back. Yeah, I believe a lot of people rave. I mean, I can imagine when I put my hand up there. Yeah, and I put it, it's you know exactly where it is. It's it's muscle memory. You need to unlock your phone, and you just put your finger on the mm. back. You know exactly where to go, and it's unlocked. Uh, you don't need it on the front. What if what if Apple is a new design? It's just clever enough. It knows when you're picking it up. It just knows your body temperature. <laughs> the it, it can read the curves on your palm. Right, for twenty thousand rand, you can 
<laughs> and get a lot of things, I'm sure. Well, for that price, maybe uh, Tim <laughs> Cook will hand deliver it to you. <laughs> oh, no, we wish. That ain't going to happen, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, it's probably going to push, it'll probably push, uh, it'll probably push uh, Apple's market cap above a trillion dollars for the first time. Oh, yeah, because uh, people are going to buy it. We know that. We know that. Fact. They're going to line up and they're going to buy it. Because I'm one of those... Sorry, sods. Unfortunately, <laughs> if it was <laughs> if it was fifteen hundred dollars, would you buy it? No, look, it all depends on what it works on in a contract. You know, over two years, I, I think that would be the realistic mark. I mean, if I'm looking at now what I'm paying, I think it's about five hundred rand a month. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a time when I spent upwards of about nine hundred rand a month on my contract on a on a phone. Wow. And that was including, but that was before I had all my data through Afrios and stuff, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But it, again, how do you use your device? I use the camera. I use a video camera. I use it. It is a functional working device in my lifestyle, so I can I can justify it. You mm. know. Um, but for a guy that just wants a smart, fancy phone, maybe not so much. Yes. So just uh, if the rumors are true, just two weeks until we know all the details about the iPhone eight or iPhone mm-hmm. X or iPhone mm-hmm. ten or whatever it's called. The iPhone we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll uh, no doubt uh, get to uh, hear Tim Cook talking about uh, how they've sold more iPhones than they've ever sold before and how the next iPhone is the greatest, the best, iPhone. Um, best iPhone they've ever made. Well, Samsung said that as well. It was the best Samsung. I guess you kind of have to say it in the presentation, but yeah. we all know it. It's so much a meaningless it's not, phrase. Yeah, it's not worse than last year's model. Yeah, we're not going to get exact Tim Cook coming on stage. Uh, guys, we actually screwed up a bit this year, and uh, our iPhone this year is not quite as good as the one we made last year. <laughs> I'd actually love to see a parody Imagine. of that. <laughs> so the, the other big phone, of course, and literally is big, a uh, phone that was launched this week is the Galaxy Note 8. Um, as uh, the headline we put on Tech Central this week, now flame-free. <laughs> 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 they had a lot to prove. I, I think mm-hmm. I think they've um, you know they've they've already made up a lot of the for a lot of the the reputational damage with the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus. Uh, but this is the phone that succeeded the one that they had to withdraw from the market yeah, because yeah. it was burning. And um, it looks like a beautiful handset. Uh, it looks like a slightly bigger Galaxy S8 Plus. It's 6.3 inches as opposed to the S8 Plus is 6.2 inches. So not, not that much bigger. Also, edge-to-edge design. I think they call it the Infinity Display. Yeah, display. Uh, and, yeah, it, it looks like a great device. If you, if you want a big phone um, with a stylus, mm. Go for it. <laughs> One of the things that I really liked about this, um, and they showed us toward the end, was when you can write on your screen when it's off oh, with a pen. I missed that bit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can, so what it does is it, it inverts the um, the writing. So, yeah. I mean, obviously the writing is white, but you don't have to switch mm. your screen on. So you can just pop out your pen and mm. actually write on the screen oh, yeah, as a notepad, and it, it, a notepad, and it'll be live there. You can and save it. Add to the list as you go on. Okay. It, it's it's really handy, I thought. You know, that kind of innovation from with that device, I can, again, see as a workhorse, so yeah. many people are going to love it. Because yeah. And there are a lot of people who love the Note and yeah. have for years. Big you know, since early ones, yeah. And the, the stylus, a surprising amount of people still love a stylus. I can see the benefit of having one, definitely. Mm. But it always felt so clunky. It felt like a clunky accessory to mm. have. Mm. It's but kind of like going back to the compact iPad in yeah, a way. exactly. Mm. Like... But I mean, again, you know, I think they they did a few demos. What they, when they showed what they could do with a pen on screen, you know, mm. when you especially with, uh, desire, they've got a coloring book feature now, so you can, you know, stress relieve yourself by coloring and using the pen. Those little things make people more familiar with using a pen mm. and making it an ind- indispensable part, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, so the rumor is that the iPhone, the new iPhone, is going to come with a pen as well. 
No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was sweating again. Jeez, this has been the toughest uh, podcast I've done in a while. Not only am I broke again, or I'm going to be. Well, it is kind of half, half believable since, the, half since believable. the new iPad Pros have ever been. But, but, but Apple won't put pencil. it in the body. It'll be a separate accessory that you have to carry around. And purchase pocket. separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like the, fi- the fingerprint scanner that you're going to have to buy. <laughs> separate. <laughs> So, <laughs> that is our news this week, quite a large tour of the smartphone industry and a bit about telecom. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let's move on to our re- regular features. And um, I thought I'd, it's an odd one for me to pick, but I thought, let me pick Vodacom as our winner this week. Mm. Not because they had a glitch on their network, but because of the way they dealt with it. Um, on Monday evening, uh, Twitter erupted. Uh, People's data bundles were disappearing. Well, only the people that had data left at that time erupted on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, true. So uh, it affected a large number of people because it was prepaid and top-up customers. Mm. So contract customers were not affected, but prepaid and top-up were. Uh, and people like Tuli Maranzella were tweeting about it. It was a huge problem. Uh, and so Vodacom went into crisis mode that night. And by the next morning, they had resolved, they did identified the issue. Uh, they'd reversed the problem. It was some sort of um, back-end change they made. Uh, In other words, one of the programmers or engineers who pressed the wrong button. Yes. <laughs> Put the wrong piece of code in there, yeah. Ouch. Um, but these things happen, right? So you have glitches. They cause problems. It's how you deal with it that matters. And they dealt with it well. Uh, they um, immediately set about reversing the um, losses, the lost data charges, and if you had used airtime, to browse the internet, they reimbursed you through airtime, and and they, they, and I haven't heard anything since they went through that process. So I presume that they fixed it for the most part, if not entirely. Um, and then they offered customers 500 megabytes of data, which they had to use within three days, which is a bit maybe a little bit skimpy. But they did offer a uh, here, yeah, here's three 500 megs of data you can use as an apology, mm. which was the right thing to do as well. Yeah, yeah. They dealt with it quickly. They dealt with it efficiently. They um, they communicated with the media about the issues. They con- they communicated on social media about it, and I'm sure most people by now have forgotten about it. I see Parliament has now said they're going to do an investigation into it, which is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. I mean, if why would a bunch of MPs look into this issue? Um, we've got much more pressing things to deal yeah, with, like, exactly. like getting rid of the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, you know, if, if there is an issue like that, it's something ECASA should look at, uh, maybe the Consumer Commission. Uh, but Vodacom dealt with it effectively. And, you know, unless there are lingering complaints about from people who f- feel really aggrieved, then maybe there's, there's a need for a regulator to have a look at what happened here. But it generally looks like an error, an error occurred, mm. technical mm. error occurred, technical errors occur, could happen to anyone at any time. Any company at any time can have an issue like this. Uh, and they resolved it quickly. They dealt with it professionally and, and you know, well done. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, let's make it my winner this week for that. And our uh, loser this week uh, is... Uh, I think we're getting the company car by now. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award. Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> I'll lose this week. The Guptas. Um, where do I even start? Um, uh, let me keep this brief. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> let me keep this brief. So, uh, um, ANN7 and um, the New Age sold to Jimmy Manyi, um, except they haven't really been sold, it appears, because it's a what they're terming a vendor finance deal where they loan the money to Jimmy and Jimmy gets the uh, 
gets to say he's bought the company when he actually hasn't spent a cent on it and it's not clear because it's as, well, it's as clear as mud <laughs> and the Guptas may in fact still effectively control this company. For own it, yeah. Yeah. Um, something similar happening with Tegeta, uh, the coal mining operation, um, and uh, we reported this week that uh, something is going on at Sahara Computers. Um, the talk is that there are retrenchments going on there. I've been hearing more speculation today about retrenchments at Sahara. Um, to market talk, and I emphasize it's just market talk, and we don't have any facts at the stage, but market talk is that uh, they're going to be exiting Sahara uh, and that, in fact, may be closed down. Um, I must emphasize that that's mm. markets, people in the market speculating. I've, there's no official confirmation of that at this time. Um, but there is definitely something big going on at Sahara, and I expect we'll know the full details in the coming days. Um, so, in effect, they—I mean—the reason they seem to be doing all of this is that they can't get anyone to bank them. Um, all the big four banks in South Africa have said we're not touching you with a barge pole. Bank of Baroda, uh, who had they had been banking with, has now said uh, we're not interested in banking you. Mm. Which makes you raise makes raises all sorts of questions about what are these guys actually seeing in these bank accounts that they won't touch them. Um, I mean, the, these 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 organisations, um, you know, certainly I'm not sure about Bank of Road. They've got a license here, so they are um, they they have the same they're exposed to the same regulations uh, as the other banks. So these banks have obviously seen something going on inside this account that is frightening them, and they're saying, "Well, we don't want to deal with this." Uh, so they've given the Bank of Baroden has now given the Guptas until the end of August to close their accounts. That's a week away, um, which um, I think has prompted everything that we're seeing here in terms of the sales, etc. Uh, what happens next? I don't know. Um, uh, are the Guptas leaving the country? Um, my guess is they're probably hanging on, hoping that Nkosazan is at Zuma wins the ANC conference, in which case they can come back and carry on as as if nothing had changed. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, if but Cyril wins, I suspect that she, they're going to be on their jet out of here, uh, you know, tomorrow, well, the yeah, day after yeah. the conference happens. Um, so there are losers this week, the Guptas. I mean, we could spend uh, three hours talking about the subject, but... Um, it's rather not. It's rather <laughs> not. Yeah. It's boring. Um, What's your pick this week, Richard? So I'm picking a classic little application oh. because I had a need recently. Well, I just I got frustrated after battling for a long time. Now, I don't I don't speak Afrikaans often and I don't type Afrikaans often. But when I do, I hate having to e- fix errors and autocorrect. <laughs> now, I, I uh, you can do this in iOS too, but I just thought of SwiftKey. I remember it was I really enjoyed using it when I had an Android, so I installed it. It works on iOS now. And it works on iOS, yeah. And it is fantastic. I love it. I mean, it's not groundbreaking in all the ways that you would imagine, but I love the fact that it seems to work with Afrikaans better. So you can load multiple dictionaries, and it just knows my Afrikaans words. Um, In the week that I've been using it now, it's already kind of uh, picked up my my writing style. It's gone through my messages Mm. because that's a way that you can analyze your messages and see how you write. So it'll just use that for future messages you type. It just saved me a bit of time, and I love being able to change the color on the keyboard. It's a really nice application, and I thought it's 
pertinent to point it out again because mm, uh, it's, a lovely it's free and I, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So the first thing I install when I uh, get a new Android phone. Is so you're also using it? I okay, use it. I've been okay, using it for fantastic. years. I've been using it for years. And it's, it learns your typing style. Yes, that's what I like about um, it. Which is fantastic. So, you know, I can sit there. I can actually probably type faster on a SwiftKey touchscreen keyboard than I could type on a BlackBerry mm. keyboard. And, and as a geek, I love the stats. You can go into the app and you can mm. get various stats on mm. your writing and things. And I also, I also love, love the way you can customize the keyboard. And there's thousands of styles out there. Some yes, of them free, yes. some of them paid for. But, um, uh, you know, it's you can really customize your experience the way you, you want it. Exactly. I've gone for a really minimalistic keyboard. Me uh, too, me mm. too, yeah. But I want a darker keyboard. And in the in the era of, or you know, in respect to uh, the walled garden that is Apple, it's refreshing to have... Mm. Something you can customize and make your own. Indeed, it's the Swift key keyboard. They didn't allow third-party keyboards for a long time. For a long time, yeah. Mm. There was security issues, obviously, but I mean, it's. Uh, I suppose that the keyboard now. apps are something that the security team analyzes very carefully. Yeah, yeah. And, but SwiftKey has been around. It's not a pop-up. It's trusted. I mean, I've used it for a long time, mm. and uh, I used to use it for a long time, and mm. uh, yeah, I would, I would trust it now. I certainly wouldn't use a keyboard that uh, isn't well known. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely too risky. not. And there are a lot of them on mm. uh, both stores. Mm. But I mean, SwiftKey is—it's it's like you know a password manager that I would trust. It's, yeah. it's a respected service, and yes, uh, yes. if they get hacked, then we yeah. have bigger problems. You don't often think of your keyboard, but you know, if you're not using a trustworthy keyboard, you uh, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they can steal everything. They can, they can. <laughs> it's like a, a, what, a keyboard logger on your computer. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's capturing the the raw data that you mm. put in. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's be honest. On on modern day phones, if you care and you install the right apps, it's mm. not something that you would, you would experience easily. No, no. But yeah, SwiftKey is well worth checking out. Available on Android and iOS. Um, and yeah, do some customization. And uh, it's got this cool little feature that you can swipe as well. I don't really use that. I do it accidentally sometimes. But yeah. uh, just be a, just to be able to customize your keyboard and uh, use two dictionaries at the same time, I believe it is, so I can do English and Afrikaans and it'll recognize all the words. Okay. Fantastic. So my pick this week is an app for Android and iOS as well. It's called Net Analyzer. I don't know if you've come across this one. I used to use it. It was a handy app, but I don't know if I still have it. It's very cool. Um, it's it, it, If you're a networking geek, you'll absolutely love this thing. It gives you the most incredible detail on, on the networks that you're connected to. Uh, and even the networks you're not connected to. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, have a look at the screen. It shows you the Wi-Fi around you, uh, oh, and it gives, gives you um, a, a, a graph or a very, uh, what, how would you describe it, a, a pictorial way of seeing the Wi-Fi networks around you and the yeah. relative signal strength. Visual graph. Um, but it does so much more than that. Uh, it allows you to d- drill into the Wi-Fi. You can see what the Wi-Fi um, hardware is that you're connecting to. Um, you can. I'm sure hackers love this as well. <laughs> um, I'm just reading from the um, Android um, um, description here on the Play Store. It helps you diagnose various problems with your Wi-Fi network setup, internet connectivity, and also detect various issues on remote service. Thanks to a wide range of tools, it's equipped with a high-performance Wi-Fi device discovery tool, including the LAN devices, addresses, manufacturers, and names. It also contains standard net diagnostic tools such as ping, traceroute, port scanner, DNS lookup, and who is uh, all neighboring Wi-Fi networks together with additional details such as signal strength, encryption, and router manufacturer to help discovering the best channel for a wireless router. Everything works with both IPv4 <gasps> and IPv6. <Anger. laughs> that's and a long list. That's a lot. It's, a, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and that's actually helpful when you want to find a channel because um, I had this issue at home. I had a lot mm. of interference on Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz. And um, it was driving me insane. This will allow you to see what's being used, um, and it'll allow you to 
to to uh, configure your router so that it uses a channel that isn't um, where there isn't a lot of interference. Yeah, yeah. And also walls and things. I mean, some channels just work better in, in, in mm. further places. You know, that's fantastic to that's a great tool. It's a great tool. Yeah, and you can test your Wi-Fi. You can see where the signal strength is, where the gaps are. So if you do need to install a um, a, a, a signal booster, a Wi-Fi signal booster, um, you know exactly where to put it because mm-hmm. you can walk around and see exactly where the where the Wi-Fi is not great, um, showing you know showing the signal in, in DBMs. Oh, fantastic! I need to install it again, and uh, I've got some Wi-Fi issues at home, so I'll definitely try it out. Mm. Oh yeah, good. It's worth trying. Um, it's um, ad supported, so um, it's the basic version is free. But if you want to get rid of the ads and possibly a bit of extra functionality, I'm not sure. Uh, you uh, there is a small price, but um, the free version is fantastic. I see on iOS it's three ninety nine. I don't see a free version. There. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, I've seen that. I see that often actually. Um, uh, Apple apps get charged for, whereas the uh, Android mm-hmm. counterpart is free. I think part of it has to do also with uh, you know, it's difficult to get some of access to some of these some of the hardware functionality that is required for the app to read the data. Well, that was a problem I had when I installed one of these tools two years ago. I think it just couldn't get me all the data because oh. Apple's hardware is locked down. You don't have access to all the to all the hardware. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's the reason for the price. Well, maybe they just have a better application that uh, they need to, you know, I don't I know. I suspect the answer is because Apple users have a propensity to pay where Android users don't. Oh. <laughs> now you burn me, thanks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I admit it. It's you rich guys who can afford 20,000 Rand phones, you know, us poor plebs who can only, only afford uh, 15,000 Rand Androids. <laughs> Well, I hope that 20,000 rand price tag comes with a lifetime free uh, <laughs> iTunes uh, gift card. Free usage, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, so two weeks until you get that news. Um, that's our show this week. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, whoa, hang on, we need to do the quiz. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the first question? Certainly. The first question in this week's quiz. The NASPAS share price broke through which important milestone this week? And the answer there is 3,000 rand a share. If you own some of those shares, you might be able to afford that new iPhone. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I have to sell my shares right now. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I don't either, unfortunately. <laughs> I would love to have bought NASPAS mm. 10 years ago. Um, I also would have loved to have bought Bitcoin for that matter. Oh, yeah. How much data did Vodacom give to customers affected by this week's disappearing data glitch? And for a bonus point, how many days was the free data active for? And of course, the answer there, 500 megabytes and three days. The third question, which black-owned company wants to put the brakes on the Cell C recapitalization? And the answer there is Cell S-A-F. Cell SAF. Cell SAF. Uh, DSTV has rebranded its Extra Bouquet. What's it now called? And the answer there is DSTV Compact Plus. And the last question, which Samsung executive this week was sentenced to five years in jail over a bribery scandal? And the answer is J.Y. Lee. J.Y. Lee. Could easily have been our loser of the week, actually. Uh, but then the Guptas put their hand up. Yeah, <laughs> they were there first. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Thanks, Rehot. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, uh, please drop us a line. The info, the info, the email address <laughs> is info at techcentral.co.za. We love to get your mails. We read all of them. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. And... Um, let us know if there's anything you don't like, anything you do like, anything uh, you'd like us to do that we don't currently do. We'd love to hear from you. From Rechard and myself, until next week, take care. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.